I V M. Hey guys, IVM Podcasts is turning seven. Can you believe it? Seven years of pretty amazing ear-catching content. It's been such an honor for me to be a part of this journey with these wonderful folk, and I really can't wait to see what the next seven years bring. Stay with us. We live in a world where we are very likely to tell our daughters that they can be anything they want to be an astronaut, a mother, or even both. But are we making sure that our boys are up to this transformation? Gender equality begins at home, and families are at the front lines of change. For the next generation, the examples set at home by parents, caregivers, and the extended families are shaping the way they think about gender and equality. From breaking down gender stereotypes to educating children about women's rights and gender equality, this episode of the Big Talk About Tiny Humans podcast has hosts Dr. Meghna and Devi Shobha discuss strategies on incorporating the gender equality mindset even when not everyone in your family is on board with the idea. Almost every job in the world requires training, except parenting. You need to learn parenting on the job, and that can be really hard. Here on Big Talk About Tiny Humans, we want to help you navigate the world of parenting better and make your lives a little bit easier. Hi, I'm Meghna. And hi, I'm Devi Shobha. Every week, we bring you the best research on parenting. Top tips from experts and actionable strategies to confront the numerous challenges that all parents and educators face. So let's get started, shall we? We now live in a world where it really does not raise anyone's eyebrows to see women in any role. From her taking a spot in the boardroom to seeing her driving autos and planes and being mechanics. You name it and we see a woman in any unconventional role. The question we are left with is, are our men ready for this inevitable transformation that the world is undergoing? Is our society ready for it? In today's episode, join us as I discuss with Dr. Meghna an important topic, raising feminist kids, which is important because it is also very misunderstood. We may think we as families do not know or follow patriarchy, but we would be surprised to know how insidiously it makes its way into our homes and what we can do to sensitize ourselves and the next generation to this concept that exists all around us. Welcome to this episode on the Big Talk About Tiny Humans podcast. So Meghna, I hope your week has been good. Welcome to this uh, wonderful episode. I know you've been wanting to talk about this for a very long time. You're very, very passionate about this topic. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Shobha. I've been really, really looking forward to this episode because uh, it just pains me how whenever I bring this up, you know, I'm a feminist casually in my dance class, in front of my friends, while playing baddie, in social gatherings, people just do a double take like as if feminism is a dirty word. So that's why I was really looking forward to dispelling some myths and just really talking about what feminism is and why it's important to raise feminist girls and boys. Absolutely. So I would just like to begin by asking you, what is your definition of feminism and the reaction that you just described, right, about uh, people doing a double take? Why do you think that happens? So my definition is as simple as feminism is basically about equal rights 
and equal opportunities for both men and women. It is, in two simple words, gender equality, which surprisingly is so difficult for people to understand. There are a whole lot of people who believe, Are the men and women are already equal. What is the need for feminism? There are some people who feel we've already arrived at equality for men and women, right? There are people who actually believe in equal rights, but find the word feminism, you know, taboo word, right? So a whole lot of, you know, you come across a whole lot of discourses like that. And I think the reason is, and this is what I feel, I don't know, I'm, I am a feminist, I'm an informed feminist, but I don't really know why the reason that, you know, people bring it up as a dirty word. My guess is that, you know, our specific views on, on feminism are, are really rooted in our own personal experiences. You know, when we, when we form opinions about whether I believe in feminism or not, whether I'm a feminist or not, we don't use any data. We don't use any research. We don't go looking for scientific studies, right? So if right. we've personally faced bias, right? If we've personally faced discrimination, we know beyond doubt that patriarchy exists, right? But if we haven't faced it ourselves, we often doubt that inequality happens. And I think this is the reason why a lot of people become uncomfortable because they don't, either they've not, either they're men and women who've not like very blatantly faced patriarchy, which is very, you know, which is almost ironic because everybody faces patriarchy because it is all around us. Yeah. And, or, you know, you don't want to openly admit that you perhaps you know, you have a gender bias and you might unconsciously perpetrate it, right? So it could be either reason, but the fact is that you cannot escape it. Patriarchy exists. And uh, instead of being an ostrich and burying our heads in sand, it is better to acknowledge it so that we can do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Meghna. Actually, this brings to mind uh, something that I actually read and listened to a long time ago, but it has stuck to me so much only because of the fact that you brought up. It's because of the fact that it exists all around us, but we fail to notice it until mm. somebody puts it in front of us and we suddenly realize that Ariva, this is what is happening all the mm. time. Uh, right? So, I mean, very beautifully said. On this note, we are going to take a short break and on coming back, I'm going to give you uh, the reference to that beautiful story that I will share after the break. Okay, so welcome back. And um, here's the short story I wanted to share with our audience on this beautiful topic of feminism. We all think it doesn't exist. We all think that we are not touched by patriarchy even though all of us have been, like Meghna had said. This is a story of Hari Krishna, the chess genius, right? And he shares a very beautiful experience from his childhood of how his mother taught him chess from a very young age, from the age of eight. And she started teaching him from the time that uh, he had just begun to, you know, learn the moves and everything. And he kind of got into chess very inadvertently. And because of her encouragement and just because she was so good at it. And while she was training him, he kind of uh, suggested to her that if you're so good at it, right? Because he started kind of noticing that everybody at home had a hobby, had a passion, but his mom was just like, you know, taking care of everyone, 
he puts it very beautifully he just says mom was just mom you know he she was just taking care of everybody's needs and uh, just giving uh, impetus to everybody's passions everybody's interests but nothing of her own that she could pursue exclusively and uh, he suggested to her that why don't you go ahead and you know play chess yourself why don't you take it up as a passion for yourself and uh, of course she didn't respond but later on at office when she was she was also a working mom so uh, she won at office she won you know a general a very casual tournament and then from there on she went on to win a district tournament and from then again to the state level and then finally she also made it there and she made it to the national level and the national level required her to travel to jaipur and uh, of course she couldn't do that without his dad's permission right so dad uh, so when uh, she asked him he didn't even look up and he said no right and um, that's when you know this little boy he had the brain wave where he said okay this is summer so why not we just go to jaipur for our vacation let's choose jaipur as a vacation and it can also you know double up as mom's destination for her national championship you know tournament and uh, that's what they did and at this note he says that somehow the family vacation took up more more importance more prominence than his mom's need to go and play at a national level just because it was just her passion it was not something that the family it was not at the forefront of the family's priorities so this is how patriarchy shows up in very very uh, you know unobtrusive ways and it becomes the danger here is that it becomes so common that don't even it's so normalized we don't even realize that it is something absurd something you know uh, unusual that's going on with this one person at home right so uh, very beautifully put megna i think what you said was just bang on and um, what beats me in this I story shobha is also yeah, that yeah. the mother has to take permission from the father this in itself yeah, shows that there is inequality why does a woman have to take permission from the man does a man take permission from the woman to Absolutely. pursue his passions and go out to station and do something i mean <laughs> right just Absolutely. just the act of taking permission that i have to you know take permission to go somewhere is patriarchal yeah. it is and i mean i have put it very briefly but the the way he describes the story he puts in the details like you know the, his father is reading the newspaper he doesn't even look up is she's just talking to the back of the newspaper i mean it's it's an amazing story which i will share the link to in the podcast description for our audience because it's such a beautiful story and it's so relatable it is a must listen and a must read for everyone so on this note i just want to know uh, megna from you why do we need feminism on whatever we have now in front of us why do mm-hmm. we, why do you think we need this concept well we need feminism because you know there is conscious and unconscious gender bias and gender discrimination which is rampant right we need feminism because you know this bias even though we might deny it exists i mean there is research after research done on it you know uh, it exists in academia it exists in at the workplace it exists when you become a parent and when you're giving the kind of the choice of toys or the choice of clothes uh, you know that you pick up for your child it exists everywhere research has shown and you know your one's own experience is enough to corroborate how men receive higher pay for the same job both men and women are much more likely to vote to hire a man applicant versus a woman applicant uh, mm. even though they might have the same record 
you know, faculty will exhibit a bias against female students if it's about, you know, picking up students for science. Employers discriminate against women employees who are mothers, but not fathers. So this exists all around us from cooking and cleaning, taking care of children, taking care of elderly. Women carry out two and a half times more unpaid household and care work than men. So by any standard, our society's expectations are very different from men and women. And it's okay if they were just different, but they're outright unequal. Women do a double shift everywhere now that women are entering the workforce they are doing the double shift is is it fair that when a woman becomes a mother she it's automatically assumed it's not even questioned that she's the one who's supposed to be waking the nights up for the baby even though mm. we might have you know facilities now such as expressing the milk and you know freezing it and having mm. the father uh, you know feed the baby but no i mean so my problem is with you know all of these things that don't even get questioned i mean on one hand you have things like domestic violence and rape and all which is very blatantly obviously patriarchal but mm. what i am talking about are these subtle signs of you know yeah. gender bias of inequality yeah. you know so that is also very problematic is my point yeah that's exactly this i mean this story is such a great uh, example for this right i mean look at look at the mom uh, character there she's educated she's able yeah. to train her son in in such a, yeah. a such an erudite game and uh, she can on her own merit she can go up to the national level and you know probably even win it and she still has to Take you know uh, wait for yeah wait for somebody's approval to do this and when it's so obvious that this is such a rare opportunity i mean this is like yeah. so you put it very well and uh, on the point where you said that you know managers do not prefer women i can vouch for the fact that it is so true because i have faced it myself as uh, oh, really yeah new mom twice <laughs> i was uh, told that i yeah when i was working i was told that because i'm a mom now i wouldn't oh be God. i wouldn't be you know the first choice for new projects because obviously you were told that to your my, face obviously. No, obviously not to my face obviously ah, not to my face but okay. yeah but you know but it was very obvious uh, <laughs> yeah 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 i mean obviously you cannot say it to your face because policies but mm. yeah so i mean it's pretty obvious and um, even success at work is met with some kind of skepticism you know for mm. women uh, it's not entirely as if it's not entirely on merit it has to come with something else i mean that kind of view is a sign of such a deep seated patriarchal society right so yeah. i mean what you brought up here was uh, just point on i just would like to know you know from this point onwards because we are already seeing such a huge change and see we have come from a uh, from a point where women were not even allowed to vote right mm. to a point where it's not really surprising to see women running countries right now mm. but how do we seed this thought in families how do we make these these you know subtle signs go away and how do we redefine these especially for the next generation especially for our boys what do you think we can do i think that's a very good question because um, as you rightly said we've begun to raise our daughters more like our sons right but hmm. you know that work is incomplete until we raise right. our sons more like our daughters you know right. so 
it's you cannot say that you know what i want to enroll my girl in a football and very proudly announce that will that's okay but it's incomplete unless i'm also enrolling my boy in a, in in a ballet class right so i'll i'll explain what i mean by this so there are certain characteristics there are certain areas there are certain you know hobbies or things or activities or what you may which are considered feminine like like skills like cooperation and empathy diligence are considered to be feminine right but but it is a fact that you know in in today's modern day work and school they are increasingly valued they are increasingly valued in jobs that require these skills right so we are actually doing a disservice to our sons if we are not instilling these so called feminine skills in them right we are doing a disservice to our boys if we are not teaching them about expressing their feelings you know if we are not affirming their choices if we are not reassuring them that it's okay to be different and if we are not encouraging a culture of acceptance we are doing a great disservice so it's okay it's it's a very good thing to be able to raise our daughters more like our sons you know confident you can do anything beta and all of that is okay but we also need to look at our sons and and that's why i love your question so let me let me break this down into say five five steps okay and i will acronym these five steps as femin f e m i n that will be easy to remember i've come up with this acronym just so that it's you know raising feminist children raising feminist boys so femin so what does femin stand for f in femin stands for fighting stereotypes and these stereotypes can also be held by us as parents so what could be those we need to fight those stereotypes including our own do we make sexist jokes do we make sexist comments do we say sometimes do we find ourselves saying to our son don't run like a girl or don't be a sissy or you know any of its more offensive synonyms do we make sexist jokes right do we do we tease our kid when they have friends of the opposite gender you know research shows that you know children who are encouraged to play with friends of the opposite gender they learn better problem solving and communication skills so yeah. it starts from home it starts from looking with within ourselves and seeing what are the stereotypes which we are unconsciously you know following which we have and and it's not our fault a lot of times it's not like we're doing it deliberately it's just so ingrained in us that you know it's it's a good idea to become conscious of it so that's f of fi- fighting stereotypes the next step is e and this is a very important step because of this whole thing about oh you're a boy you're not supposed to cry so e is let them express emotions let the boys cry you know research shows shobha boys and girls they cry the same amount when they're babies and toddlers and at mm. around age 5 you know the, the preschooler stage is that is the stage that that is the stay same age that my boy is right now by the way so you can imagine right. how careful i am about this right now it is this age that boys get the message that anger is acceptable but they're not supposed mm. to show other feelings they're not supposed to yeah. cry they're not supposed to show their vulnerability that is weakness that is girly so the second e is super important let your boys cry let them express emotions the third step is modeling unless we give our kids unless we give our boys role models you know boys again research shows that boys are particularly responsive to spending time with role models so we need to give our boys male role models who demonstrate mm. empathy who openly express their feelings who share household work who share care work 
but we also mm-hmm. need to give our boys strong female role models right mm-hmm. women in sports right. women in politics women in leadership positions it all starts from home and yeah. what parents can do don't divide your housework and child care uh, you know by gender divided by the amount of time that a parent has in doing something right so resist those gender roles at home so that's m m for modeling because what what your boys and girls are seeing happening at home is what they will replicate in their own adult relationships okay right the fourth step is i involve involve right. your kids in caring for themselves and in caring for others and especially boys we need to teach our sons to cook we need to teach them to clean we need to teach them to look after themselves to be equally right. competent in home like like we, you know like what you said in the beginning right we're teaching our daughters to be in the office right so we need right. to teach our sons to be competent at home yeah. okay we need to show them and we need to have these conversations with our boys how men can balance work and family and how mm. sons and not just daughters are expected to care for parents you know elderly blah 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 right? right like what can you do about it when somebody is sick when your friend is sick and you're probably making soup for them enlist your boys help give them mm. responsibility in caring for a pet caring for a younger sibling mm. you know mm. encourage them to babysit encourage them to teach a younger child or coach a younger child so these right. when you put them in these you know roles of care they learn that it is expected of me to be caring towards somebody else okay absolutely so i that's i involve them in caring for self and others and the fifth step is n feminine n that's n for no and <laughs> that's really really subtle but really important the no here stands for saying no to traditional differences you see you know kids for th- for them to reach their full potential they need to follow their own interests whether those interests are traditional or not so for example if my 5 year old boy and he's done that and that's why i'm giving you a real life example my boy sometimes tells me because you know i have an elder girl she's 7 and my boy is 5 and when he sees misha dress up in these all these frilly frocks and fairy uh, stuff and pink and fluff he says mama i also want to wear and i'm like mm. okay okay i mm. mean i don't even have to think twice about it I don't even have mm. to think that if he wears that frilly pink frock and goes downstairs he will be teased mm. because mm. I am not afraid that my boy will be teased I am just mm. concerned about those boys or girls teasing him because guess what what are the kind mm. of stuff that what are the kind of ideas about gender and boy and girl differences are they being raised with so it's not my problem it's their problem and this has happened many many times because mohil loves to dress up in misha's frocks loves and i have never ever told him and women other other mothers have pulled me up for this in the playground you know your boy is wearing a frock i'm like uh, okay and and when i see mm. this you know they okay they take a step back and i'm like okay you know i'm like i know what you're trying to tell me i will not be shamed by you i will not be shamed mm. by your you know ideas about what my child should be wearing so let them be themselves offer right. stuff offer toys offer activities which are not gendered when i go with my kids to purchase a gift for their friend's birthday party the first question that i'm asked in the gift shop i'm like okay the child's age is 6 uh, i need a gift for a 6 year old and the first question i'm asked is boy or girl madam i'm like exactly. how does it matter how does it yeah. matter 
why you asking me the gender mm. just show me mm. toys for a 6 year old mm. so right so we we need to encourage boys to try out art classes and ballet classes and dress up activities we need to offer them open ended uh, stuff right like playing with blocks mm. or clay it's okay if they play with dolls it's perfectly legit and fine do not only buy trucks and you know those action figures for them right so right. please say no to traditional interests and differences by sort of being open ended about what you what you're offering or what you're exposing your boys and your girls to and the other right. n for feminine and the other n is again no but that is basically teaching your boys and girls but especially boys that no means no which basically means oh, teaching wow. them consent yeah. right yeah and yeah. it it is extremely important that we require our kids to ask before they touch another person's body as early as preschool as early as 2 or 3 years of age teach them the power of the word no for example if you're rough housing them or if you're wrestling with them or if you're tickling with them firstly you should even ask your kids before tickling them but anyways stop it as soon as they say the word no or stop it means i respect your body when i say this in parents workshop they're like oh but that you're saying madam that we can't even touch our kids without you know their consent i'm like yeah of course you can't who told you you can who gave you the mm. idea that you can touch another human being even if it's your own child without their consent right so that so because because it's like monkey see monkey do whatever we do to our kids is what they are going to learn to do to others right if yeah. we teach their treat their bodies with respect they are going to do that to others right so the, mm. those are five steps uh, shobha f e m i n feminine of raising feminist boys and girls awesome uh, i think you you put it very very beautifully and i think you covered everything so um, you know um, i mean you have taken everything into consideration and put it so succinctly so thank you for that on the note where uh, you know you've brought up all these great examples and you know these illustrations of where we need to use all of these in our you know day to day lives mm-hmm. there's just one very interesting experiment that um, came to my mind as you were talking about uh, mm. you know fighting stereotypes and gender neutrality uh, you know from a very young age uh, there's this beautiful experiment that has been conducted where uh, i think it went viral also on social media where a, a group of teachers um, actually a group of people walk into a classroom and they just oh yes asked, that video uh, yeah, oh, that's lovely yeah that yes, is amazing yes, yes. so there's this teacher who asks you know her classroom her class full of students to draw you know like a mountaineer or a pilot or an astronaut a scientist or, an uh, engineer scientist um engineer or, or even uh, or a beauty uh, beautician you know mm, different kinds mm. of roles and then you know the the gender um perception becomes so clear mm. with that exercise like people yeah. are drawing men for mountaineers women for beauticians you know uh, scientists men then yeah. teacher women i mean it i and these are very young children mind you these are not these even are like preschoolers you know, yeah yeah they're very young children and imagine the kind of yeah. you know the the uh, seeding that has happened already by yeah, that time yeah, yeah. right so it's an amazing experiment and tells so much about these you know very uh, little ways that we influence them and, and then the uh, teacher actually invites these actual professionals yeah, in the actually, classroom yeah, and then all and of they, them are just the opposite just the opposite <laughs> like you have a yeah. 
woman mountaineer a woman scientist a man uh, yeah. a man uh, you know beautician uh, beautician yeah. and it's it's beautiful but but you know i i it's it's unfortunate but it's corroborated by research which was shown in this video research shows that right. children as young as 3 they start absorbing right. stereotypes right? right so that is yeah. why i feel that you know we as parents need to be so mindful of our own actions yeah. of the stuff that yeah. we're exposing our kids to in terms of what we're buying for them you know toys clothes you know what kind of friendships we have and they have you know so many like that's why we need to start having conversations about gender roles early on yeah and the fact that you said that children cry the same amount when they are you know very yeah. young i mean as babies and toddlers and then it just suddenly changes you know i can vouch for this because i had once done um, an article on kids kinta on this exact thing where math anxiety mm. right math anxiety is way more in girls than in boys and that's because mm. of this perception that is seeded in them yeah. that you are not a natural in math just because you're a girl and yeah. research shows that just this you know insidious the, this non direct ways of communicating to them that you know this requires a different kind of wiring this kind requires a different kind of a, you know thinking thought process i mean this can make such a huge difference in mm. in schools in their performance in their perception of themselves uh in in their perception of uh, their social reality everything it just i mean these small things can become huge things for them so thank you for bringing that and i'm also very happy to note that you brought up gender neutrality because again i'm very happy to note that in india there are toy makers that have you know uh, taken up this mission and mm. are producing gender neutral toys clothes and yeah. everything that does not i mean that moves away from this concept of seeding gender perception so i think um, you brought up all the great points i just want to understand uh, from you what are your suggestions for reading viewing or even podcast listening to podcast do you have any suggestions for our parents for our children for interaction i have what do tons. you have on your list how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> i have tons and tons because as you can imagine that is what i keep uh, you know consuming uh, myself and exposing my kids to so i'll give you a couple of uh, titles for books for kids uh, right. and then you know i'll go on to what adults can consume so some of these are some of my favorite books that i read over and over again to my kids hmm. so there's hmm. this book by uh, called pink and blue by ritu vaishnav which is meant for preschoolers it's a beautiful book mm. that again explores you know why only pink for girls and why only blue for boys uh, no difference mm. between us by janine sanders that's for you mm. know preschoolers and primary schoolers of course my favorite favorite books good night stories for rebel girls and good night stories for rebel yeah. boys by elena yeah. favelli they're there for 7 mm. plus years and boys will be boys uh it's by an indian author parna jain again for 7 plus years so i mean if you go on my insta you'll find my, a much longer list but this is like mm. a a bridge list of books on gender equality that you can read to your kids as you can see the the some of the books that i've mentioned start from preschool level 3 3 right years of age so it's never too early for adults for you the yourself for parents i highly recommend the podcast the guilt the guilty feminist It is an amazing mm. podcast. It's by these two Brit women, Deborah Francis White and Susan Wokoma, and it's very, very interesting. I mean, I highly recommend it. 
Uh, mm. I'll recommend two books. Um, one of them is by my favorite feminist author. Her name is Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Mm. Oh right. yeah, you may have heard of writer. her. Oh <laughs> right. yeah, 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 she is amazing. Okay, so she's written amazing. This book. Oh my, she's God. amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I actually read one of her books, Americana, as part of my oh, book club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I was hooked. I was like, wow. Okay. And then I happened to read her book, We Should All Be Feminists. And there's a TED yeah. talk on this same. Uh, yeah. Which, which is actually a. TED Talk, which was converted into a book. So I highly recommend that TED Talk. And she's recently yeah. written another one. It's called A Feminist Manifesto in 15 Suggestions. So what I like mm. about um, Edichi is that she writes so simply <laughs> and yeah, yet conveys yeah. her point, right? It's it's beautiful. Yeah. And another yeah, book. I absolutely way, agree on that. Yeah. You know, uh, feminism doesn't all have to be about, you know, bra burning, serious stuff, you know. That, that's yeah. why my second recommendation of, of a book is by this author called Caitlin Moran. It's a, mm. it's actually her own memoir. Um, and mm. it's it's obviously nonfiction. Uh, it's called How to Be a Woman. And the most mm. amazing part about this book is, Shobha, it's a laugh out loud book. I When I picked mm. up this book, I would like read it at all sorts of places. I always carry my book whenever I'm reading it to everywhere I go. Mm. I would be in a public place standing and reading the book and I would just burst out laughing. It's funny, mm. okay? This book is... Mm. So I highly recommend that you pick it up for understanding what feminism is, but also for some laughs because this woman is funny. <laughs> so, so those are my recommendations. In addition to that, there is this amazing gentleman. His name is Rajat Mittal. He mm. has started this whole newsletter. It's called Boyish. Okay. Mm. And I subscribe to that newsletter. It's amazing. And every, uh, it's, it's once a month newsletter. And every mm. month he brings forth a story of an Indian man who has defied mm. gender stereotype by excelling in some non-masculine career, like a chef wow, or nice. a salsa dancer mm. or, a, you know, like once he covered uh, Prem, who's the author of, uh, you know, Chacha Chaudhary uh, and, you know, the, so he was analyzing how how he's such an he's such an antithesis to the image of a traditional hero right a, mm. a thin puny sardar with a turban you know so it's it's mm. very interesting boyish is the name of mm. his newsletter i highly recommend everybody mm. to subscribe to that so mm. it's it's amazing. amazing so if you read up and if you uh, sort of listen to this podcast and if you read up all these books and also introduce your children to these books your worldview will truly open <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, um, I mean, this list is great. I also think we should definitely add this book to the list, Pink Brain, Blue Brain. Right. Oh, uh, this is I've heard of it. Yeah, this is by yeah, this is by Lise Elliott, and this is an amazing book that talks about the neurology behind uh, um, you know the the brains and the, all the talk behind the gender uh, perceptions. Right. So that's a yeah. great book as well. So yeah. yeah. Which is why, uh, you know, which is why books like Men Are From Mars and Women Are From uh, Venus are so passe. Right. Yeah, mm. because they are actually working towards segregating the genders even more. Right. It, that book mm. might be funny and it might have been a bestseller, but I don't think mm. it stands at all its ground today in today's context. Right. 
yeah i mean a lot has changed and i think uh, definitely books drive society in that way so yeah. I, i mean your your book i mean your book list i loved your recommendation i am already looking at boyish now so <laughs> okay Uh, my suggestion to our audience is please do look up these uh, wonderful amazing suggestions by dr megna and uh, do catch us on our next podcast where we will bring up another amazing topic which you will gain a lot from and enjoy listening to us thank you so much so that's our episode for today thank you for listening to big talk about tiny humans our podcast for parents and educators hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to share it with your friends and family listen and subscribe to big talk about tiny humans on the ivm podcasts app website and all major audio platforms we are available everywhere you can follow us on social media and online megna is at the therapist mommy on instagram and youtube and you can check out her website raisingfamilyacademy.com for a transformative course on raising a child with emotional intelligence And Devi Shobha is at Kids Kintha on Twitter and Instagram and check out kidskintha.com for in-depth articles and events on parenting and child development. While you're at it, do also check out other great shows from the IVM Podcasts network at shows.ivmpodcasts.com and IVM is on social media at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We'll catch you again on our next episode. 